It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. And welcome to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less piss cast brought to you by Shane Holmes. Yeah. Uh, there's a Shane Holmes employee that lives on my street, one of my neighbors. Uh, I haven't met him yet, but I pass the Shane Holmes van every morning. So I always love that when you see the vans that have like a certain car. You're like, hmm, I wonder who that is. You'll have to knock on the door and just be like, introduce yourself sometime. Like, Another one of my neighbors drives a big Vizzy van, you know, the yeah. the soda, the alcoholic soda or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got to make friends with that person too. There's a CTV employee that lives by me who always has a CTV vehicle. Oh really? On the street, and then there's a uh, somebody. There's always a lot of beer vans out, like parked out. Ah. And so I think there's a few people who work at different uh, beer companies, and I'm like, hmm, hmm, <laughs> big fan of beer over here. Again. Good friends to have. Yeah. Good friends right? to have. Might be a bit of a longer podcast today. We had some longer chats. Um, your first Calgary scaritage moment appears at the end of this podcast. If you stick around for that, it's a, it's a true crime story from Calgary that if you're old enough, you might even remember. Uh, we're going to talk about your style. Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, Shauna's favorite baby names. Some retail rock. The potential for another Olympic bid here in Calgary. We're going to go through this rigmarole again. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, we spoke to a, a teacher from a Hutterite colony. I thought that was interesting. Shauna's invented a new game at her condo with the garbage chute. I can, it, you, it's really fun. If you want to join in, just let me know. I'll help you out. And we're going to start with yesterday's What Did You Learn Today? I, I got distracted and I meant to put it on yesterday's podcast because I thought it was a fun one. Uh, but I didn't. So it will be on Today's podcast instead, right after your out of context clip of the show. It did not fit. It did not. I did not fit. <laughs> it, it, will it fit? No. <laughs> Shoot punk no. fail. B and S in 20 minutes or less. This is what did you learn today about my computer's dog in it here, so. Oh, no. Uh, we could do it ourselves. Hang on a second. I'll get, I'll get getting, the music. I'll getting, get the music. It's more official. but when, surely. There we go. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? Uh, so I'm a, a Disney kid. I grew up watching a lot of Disney films. And this I didn't realize, but Cinderella, her name is actually Cinder Dash Ella. And it's because her name is actually Ella, but Cinder is because she was like buried under all the cinders when she had to sleep under the stairs and all that stuff. So Cinderella is just kind of talking about the cinders. So I got then reading about other characters in Disney. And uh, well, Minnie's real name is Minerva, which I forgot. I remember Minerva Mouse? Minerva Mouse is her real name. Minnie is just a nickname. And Mickey Mouse was supposed to be Mortimer Mouse. Okay. That's what he was going to be named. And then it was actually uh, Disney's wife that talked him out of it and was like, no, that name is not as relatable as Mickey. And she was right. She was totally right. Mickey is much better. M- Minerva and Mortimer don't have quite the same ring to it as Mickey and Minnie. You know what I mean? I wonder if they'd even be a, the icons that they are had I they know. been named that. I'd probably not. Like, that's too complicated. Mickey and Minnie is simple. It's good for kids. So, uh, good job for Very Lily, nice. his wife. Yeah. I was listening to this podcast yesterday, This American Life, and uh, they had, they're, they're speaking with this one woman who was trying to destigmatize the Black Widow spider because she said there are plenty of spider species that eat, like where the, they'll eat their mate more than the Black Widow does. It's just right. the Black Widow got this name, and she said there hasn't been like a fatal bite in many years because okay. we're, we're pretty good at like, I guess, administering anti venom. Yeah. I'm not sure, but anyway, she looked at some of the uh, some of the early deaths from Black Widow spiders, and they were almost all men. We're trying to figure out why that was, because you'd think that, I mean, it might even affect women more, men being bigger, right? 
Are they t- attracted to your trouser cactus? Or? So here's what happens. Oh, no. They said that black widow spiders like cool, dark places where there's lots of bugs. Latrines, outhouses back in you know the 40s and 50s were a common spot to find black widow spiders. So they would string their webs across the opening of a latrine, oh, God. hoping to catch the flies that were coming to get at, at the dump. And a guy would go out in the dark, sit down... His bratwurst would touch the web. The spider would come running over no. and bite him on the brat. Right on the ham candle. Yeah. Holy. And sure enough, the data backed this up that most of like most of the spider bites were around the penis. That is awful. So I wow. mean, well, like I said, when I was listening, I was driving down Deerfoot when I was listening to this on my way home yesterday and I was getting like queasy. I was like, I might have to pull over. I'm getting pretty lightheaded at the thought of a black widow spider bite on your and her pork sword. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Your sword of the morning. Yes. Yeah, that is uh, okay. So that's just horrific. That, and yeah, then they spoke to people who had been bitten by black widows and they described like the pain, how intense the pain is at the place where they were bitten. And I'm like, man, I think at that point I, th- I would rather just be dead maybe yep. than take a black widow spider bite off the horn. Off the pleasure pine. Yeah. So. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's a new oh, one. Oh, that pleasure pine. I pleasure pine's a new one. I think you just like came that. up with that one right now. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that is. That, we, yeah, I that mean, is not going to destigmatize the black widow. That we is, do have black widows in Calgary too. I was reading a comment on the internet just recently where someone said it was actually my old neighborhood in Haysboro where they took down a shed and said there were dozens of them under the shed. Uh, they're a very timid spider. Like they said, they'll they'll go to great lengths to avoid contact with people and like a bite is a very last resort for them unless that is you dangle your wiener on their web sounds like they will then they will then bite your schmeckles so. yeah so maybe keep it in your pants okay well you can't when you go to the bathroom well is and the that problem. maybe you should just pee in your pants at this point. <laughs> oh i pee my pants from yeah. now on ever yeah. since i heard about this oh, yeah safety first <laughs> The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I accomplished a new feat yesterday, Beckler, and I'd like to brag about it if I could. Okay. So I like to play this little game at my condo called Shoot Plunk, or the simpler name, Will It Fit? And it's where I try and fit all kinds of things into the garbage chute without getting them stuck. Okay? Now, oversized garbage bags are the typical challenge, but yesterday I challenged myself to something even more intense, and it was this nine-foot carpet that I wanted to dispose of. So it was nine feet long, and I looked at it, and then I looked at the garbage chute, which is very tiny. Like, it's a regular, they're not massive, right? These are small. But I looked at that, and I was like, if I wind this carpet up tight enough, tight enough I think I can get it down that chute. So sure as hell, I did. I wound it up as tight as I could, and I taped it up, and then I dragged this carpet, which is was really heavy shag carpet also, which trying to get it even into the chute room, which is always very tiny, that alone was a feat, but got it in there, and then kind of propped it up and stuffed it in the chute, and I got it down there, and then all of a sudden I heard that satisfying plunk as it hit the bottom of the bin, and I was like, yes, I did it. Woo! Now, I have to point out that yeah. just recently we were talking about your boyfriend, Cliff, and yes. the problem he has with flushing things down the toilet that shouldn't go. Yeah, he plays the game of will it flush. This is you, but yeah. with the garbage chute. Yes, I will it fit is now, my version. The pro- again, if you lose... If you lose a game of will it fit yeah. or shoot plunk or whatever I you're calling yet, it, no perfect record. If you do lose, what's your plan? Gonna have to admit and then probably <laughs> never play will it fit again. Or I don't know. I just leave it there. Do I you don't have some think sort I of clearing lose, tool. Though. 
No. Do you have some sort of implements that can... I mean, I'd probably use a shovel. I'd get right in there and I'd start just, you know, I'd probably sit at the t- back of the chute and then I'd just fire my feet in and I'd get it down there somehow. It would, it would be fine. All the while hoping no one in the floors above throws any garbage down. Yes. No one, hopefully no one above is playing shoot plunk either. Shoot plunk. So, I mean, or you I might be the thing that we're finding out if it will fit or That's not. That's part of the thrilling part of the game, though, really, is you take a little bit of a risk. It gives me a little... Tickles your pee-pee a little bit as well, because you're like, is something else going to get fired down at the same time? Am I going to get plunked on? The day you have to send an email to the, to the maintenance <laughs> people at the condo and say, um, yeah, the garbage chute is plugged. And they're like, yeah, someone tried to stuff a uh-huh. an area rug down here. Yeah, well, yeah, well I can't oh, imagine the, who did that. Or the time... <laughs> I'll always make sure to bring my phone with me because there might be a time where I'll be in the garbage chute myself and I'm like, please help. It did not fit. It did not. I did not fit. It, it, will it fit? No. <laughs> Shoot no. punk fail. Help. The VNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. It's Spooktober and yesterday was our first Spooky Tuesday of the year. It was. We'll be telling spooky stories all month long. So I work in a Hutterite colony. I'm a teacher and the wildest stuff happens out of this school. Um, the other day I was driving in and, you know, it's out in the country. I see wildlife quite frequently. But as I'm driving in, six coyotes are just standing across the entryway to the Hutterite colony and they're just like staring at me, not scared at all. I honk my horn. They're just like, what's she going to do? And there was like nothing dead there. I was like, oh, maybe they killed someone. Nope. They're just standing there staring me down. And I couldn't, like, get into my school for a good 20 minutes till someone came by with a tractor. Well, that's spooky. That's weird. <laughs> I don't even think I've ever seen two coyotes in the same place. Yeah, they were. I was like, all right, guys. Like, we see coyotes pretty frequently out here. Like, it's out in the sticks. But, like, I was like, there's six of you. And there's nothing dead. Like, I'm concerned. Wow. <laughs> I, didn't know that, I didn't know the colonies brought teachers in. I thought they kind of educated themselves out there. No, actually, so there's, like, they have their own teacher. They're, like, the German teacher, and so they teach the kids how to write in German and stuff. And then they, because they are in Alberta, like, legally, they have to have a Alberta-certified teacher, and they have to learn Alberta curriculum. So ah. that's why I have a job. How do you enjoy it? I love it. I don't think I'll ever go back to a public school, to be honest. Like, I adore being out here. Well, how come? Wait, yeah. It's just special, you know? <laughs> just a different pace? Well, yeah. I mean, like I, like, I currently have 18 students. And between the 18 kids, they're in kindergarten all the way up to grade 8. Okay. So I basically have two in every grade. And it's just really fun having the diversity in curriculum. I mean, it's stressful, but it's a lot of fun. And you find the kids are more polite? Oh, leaps and bounds <laughs> different. I mean, they're kids, right? Like, they're going to act out. They're going to be a little foolish. Yeah. Like, I honestly, like, I don't hear TikTok references all day, and I don't hear, <laughs> can I do it on my Chromebook? So, Interesting. Yeah, totally. Hey, you wouldn't have kids, like, on their phones and stuff? That's nice. No, they're, it's, it's very nice. On Island, it was the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I mean, the coyotes at the beginning of that story are unsettling for sure. I just found it more interesting to talk to someone who teaches on a, on a Hutterite colony. I know. I'm so fascinated by that way of life. Yeah. 
I would love to. I think there are quite a few colonies that will offer tours and stuff where you can come and see how they operate, and I think that'd be very interesting. To try to do that sometime. Yeah, uh, I. It's so bizarre to me because like somebody was. We got a text about this, and somebody was saying like they, you know, still discipline their children in a way that we don't out here anymore. Yeah. And oh, I think saying, it's old that's school. why kids are so well behaved. And I was like, it's shocking that they haven't, you know, gotten, like, come under more scrutiny for that kind of thing before. I think the colonies are, like, they mostly kind of just do their own thing, right? Yeah, it's true. So, um, yeah. I also want to remind you that we are still taking spooky stories yes, for Spooktober. So if anything like unsettling has ever happened to you like that, anything supernatural, every, I think everyone has, like, one or two really good like ghost stories in their back pocket. Totally. And if you have that, you can hold on with this police car going by here. All right. Uh, if you have one of those, we'd love to hear it. So you can reach out to us on email or on social media. You can use the voice memo app and tell us the story yourself, which I think is always the best. Always the best. Uh, also want to give a shout out to Mike from Lone Pine Creamery. They're a dairy operation just north of town here in Didsbury. He just stopped by and he brought us fresh cheese curds and fresh chocolate milk. Yes, like freshest of the fresh, straight off the farm. Yep. And they look amazing. They're the authentic, like Montreal style cheese curds. And then this chocolate milk, which is true. Oh man, I can't wait. I know, I got to decide what I'm going to do with the curds because I don't want to waste it. It's, but Make uh, poutine with it, obviously. Yeah, but it's got to be a good poutine. Poutine. I got to do it properly, yep. right? Yeah. Um, but that's cool. I mean, if you like you like your stuff sourced locally, there you go. He go said they got about 100 cows that they milk out there, and they listen to the show every morning. So uh, shout the out to... The cows wake up with us as well. Shout out to the cows. What up, cows? What up, cows? <laughs> <laughs> and the crew at, the crew at uh, Lone Pine Creamery. So... And of course, a shout out to Shane Holmes, our new sponsor for the podcast. Hell yeah. What up, Shane Holmes? Hey, Shane Holmes. V and S in 20 minutes or less. So there are some rumblings again about Calgary going for the Olympics. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I saw the Alberta government said they're aware of a bid proposal. Yes. It's all very tight lipped and people are saying little things here and there. Like Jody Gondek, our mayor, was like, well, I haven't heard anything about this. But then the culture minister is saying, well, maybe. And so I don't know what's going on behind closed doors here. I saw a lot of anger at the UCP they're like oh wasted money but I don't think the UCP are the, uh, it didn't sound like they were the driving force behind the bid no. just that they said they were aware of a proposal in the works that's just so. it so you know we tried this back in 2018 where we were talking about potentially bidding on the 2026 Olympics and then the plebiscite happened and mm-hmm. plebiscite the plebiscite and the public uh, the people of Calgary decided 56% of us said no we don't want the Olympics so that was quashed I remember at the time I think we had Mayor Nancy, who was mayor at the time, we yep. had him on because uh, he was in the pro-Olympics camp. Yes. And then I think we had Councillor Jeremy Farkas on who was against the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, now we're back at it again. So has your stance changed at all on the Olympics? Personally? Like, yes. Uh, yeah. I was strongly opposed to it back then. Mm-hmm. I think I'm even more strongly opposed to it now. Really? I think I've strengthened in my resolve that it's the wrong thing. To- I think it would be so much fun. But the price tag is astronomical at the time at a time when the city needs other things. So to be fair, the city's doing. I mean, the province is doing quite well right now. Yeah, it depends who you ask. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose. You talk to people in healthcare and education; they might say You're differently. Right. But yeah, um, and the Olympics are just staggeringly expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think about what was the last Olympics? Was it the Winter Olympics in China? 
Was that the most Jeez. recent one? See, nobody even cared. I know. Nobody cared. That was a weird one, though. Like, continuing Because of COVID? Yeah. I don't think it should have happened. But again, I get why you have to. It's so much money. But you're right. Like, yeah. Something like that can really ruin you. I remember you the thinking when the Tokyo Olympics were delayed. Were they when they were postponed because of the pandemic? Yeah. I mean, there's all these things that can happen between when you plan your bid and yeah. when you actually host the games. That is the issue. And I was, I was thinking, man, I'm glad we didn't, the thing <laughs> we didn't is, go for the Olympics. I mean, we there's a $17.5 million upgrade happening to COP, which is part of why this Olympic bid thing came back into rumblings as well. And I was like, we have a lot of the facilities already. Like, there isn't a ton. I get it. There, Of course, there will be a ton of money spent. But I was like, we do have a ton of the infrastructure needed. Do we? Yeah. The ski jumps don't work anymore. No. The bobsled track doesn't. Yeah, that's part of the upgrades. So. But I know. I, I mean, there again, a lot of money. This is going to sound ridiculous because I know practically we should not have the Olympics. But Shauna, who just went through COVID for two years, is like, frig it. Let's have a massive party here. Okay. <laughs> let's go for it. At a cost of... A lot. $10 billion or whatever it would be. Yeah. Would be. Of any of the cities, I think, honestly, in the world that it could happen in and be maybe least destructive, I think Calgary would be one of them. But Man. again, not that that justifies it. I understand. There's a lot of other things that money needs to be used on. But And like I mean, almost every city that hosts lose, loses money. Yeah. You do it for, you know, the prestige and they to put your the, city the on legacy. the map. The but legacy. like I said, nobody cared about the last Olympics. I know. And I don't mean to say that to the athletes. I mean, obviously nope. the athletes care. And I still really enjoyed watching it. But yep. it was the least exciting and talked about Olympics of my lifetime. It was just least seemed- talked about. But there was so much else going on. Like, yeah, you can't be talking. And I think a lot of people were mad that it did go forward, right? Because that was a big part of the controversy True. as well. Um, which wouldn't happen that, well, who knows, right? Unless another. Who the hell knows? It's too far out. Giant, and I mean, even the yeah. bid process is expensive. You explore a bid, that costs money. You yeah. bid, that it's costs money. Dollars. Yeah. I'm sure you'd, you'd probably get it if you bid because it doesn't seem like anyone's that interested in hosting anymore. But the I think fun. there's a reason for it. The fun of it. <laughs> You're thinking with your fun bone I'm there, aren't you? I'm thinking with my fun bone. <laughs> BNS in 20 minutes or less. I was at the hardware store on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and I just needed to get a bunch of things, so I was in there for a little while, and I was hit with a retail rock three-peat, Shauna. Oh. Th- less talk, more retail rock. Oh. Three retail bangers in a row. <sighs> okay. No okay. commercials. It was great. Retail uh, rock and roll. You want to hear them? Yep. Okay, it went like this. is a great 90s tune. Solid tune, yeah. Is that the theme song to Party of Five? Yeah, I think so. Man, Party of Five had the hottest girls when we were growing up. Okay. Uh, Anyway, on to the second song in this this retail rock block. It was... Bon Jovi. Retail rock with you. <laughs> Jennifer Nettles. That is And her weird pronunciation of certain words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the second song. Okay. And then wrapping up this, this retail rock block. Oh, man. That's Ants Marching by Dave Matthews Band. Classic Dave Matthews Band right there. Dave Matthews Band, in my opinion, is a band that has got too much disrespect over the years. 
Yeah. People kind of make fun of them. And like they're ridiculously talented musicians. They've got bangers. Oh, man. So and, like, many bangers. So many that you know. So many good songs that you would know. and You would never even think. And then, yeah, go go listen back. I know I had a Dave Matthews band kind of resurgence. I was rebirthed, yeah. or like a rebirth of Dave. And I went back and was listening. I was like, holy crap, do they have a ton of hit songs. And the band, they're good, good musicians. They, are. Like they can all play the hell out of their instruments. But I think it was like they're one of those bands where their fans were so like bro right. and douchey that it kind of ruined the band for people mm, yeah that's yeah. fair yeah, apparently a lot of cargo shorts at a Dave Matthews band show I've never really? been but yeah that's what I've heard a lot of cargo I shorts I wouldn't guess that but I so, suppose that's a, <laughs> a bunch of Costco dads is that what we're having at a Dave Matthews band but man sure. like how's that for three retail rock that is monsters in a row 60 hey? minutes of commercial free retail <laughs> rock the BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast friend was talking about baby names yesterday mm-hmm. and uh, you know people are very private about this topic because of course everybody has their two cents when it comes to names right yeah you never tell someone your no. what, what baby names you're thinking of before you actually use them because no. someone will have something to say about it and yes like, oh and I, I was gonna go with that I it's completely like, agree with that because <laughs> it's it's up to you it doesn't matter what other people think like stick to what you want and I mean I'm not planning on having a kid but it was funny because we were talking about it and it got me thinking I was like if I were to have a kid like what would I name it what are the names I like mm-hmm. and kind of just got me down that thought process I know you are done having kids but yes. are there any I've names vasectomized yes yes vasectomized vasectomized and um no I I kind of right. stopped thinking about it because it's a stressful process uh, fair. Fair. it's stressful to like find names that you and your partner agree on and that don't have any negative connotations or aren't related to someone that you know already and don't like. And it's like it's yeah. it was it was tough to come up with names. And it's funny because you're right. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, these are names that just I like. But if I were to pass them all along to Cliff, I'm sure tons of them would be like, nope, yeah. not that one. <laughs> and they're like, oh, nope. okay, well that's Never there goes mind. that. Well, that's the list. <laughs> so let's start again. Uh, I remember as a kid though, like because when you're growing up as a girl, you'll talk about that, right? And I remember I thought Taylor for a girl was a name that I really liked. Okay. And I still kind of like that name, although now there's, it's just so popular, right? Like this was kind of just before it was when Taylor was starting to take off, I think, because I had heard it as a girl name and I was like, I kind of like that. It's very popular for people around our age and slightly younger. Yeah. Yeah. And boys and girls, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. But I was thinking like, I like that name. Then I got thinking about, you know, I'd love to have some Irish names because of my heritage and the Irish name thing was passed on to my sister and I. Uh, definitely not a an Irish name that is hard to pronounce, though. Right, with where like the C's are, the C, well, how, the C's are K's and the GH's like are Siobhan F's. Siobhan is yeah, the, one of the man. most magical. Where Siobhan is Siobhan is yeah. how it is spelled, and you're like, what? Silent D's and stuff. Oh yeah, like a Z <laughs> on the end with like twelve J's after. And oh no, no, that's silent. Like what in the hell? The Irish spellings of thing are I I think is just a joke, really. Yeah. But like Finn, for example, for a guy, I kind of like that name. Finn's a good name. Finn's really popular now these days, too, because See, it's, it's a good name. But I mean, popular doesn't mean bad. No. You and I are from a generation where everyone was John. Yep. For quite a few years there, everybody was John. Everybody was, and, yeah. I mean, and everyone's like, I think I like John. Yes. Like Everyone else is called John. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> like, But Mike was a huge, I think yeah. Michael was the most popular name when I was in, I don't know, high school, I guess. Everybody was Mike. I might know more Mikes than any other Yes. Any other name. It is crazy, right? Like, what's the name currently that's going to be that name down the line? 
I know I Liam is one of the most popular yeah, names. Noah, right now. Liam, Noah, Olivia. Liam. Yeah. yeah. Those, those will be are the, the big ones, ones everybody will have. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I was thinking of some other names like Bailey for a girl. For a girl? That's nice too. Is that Irish? Bailey. Yeah. That's an Irish. That's a little spin on it too. That's a bit Irish. Very nice. Oh, it's, it's Are you just saying that to be nice? Because like, I feel like if I were to sit down with Cliff, you'd be like, I hate all of those. All right. Back to the drawing board then. Yeah. <laughs> back to square one. B and S in 20 minutes or less. This coming weekend is the Thanksgiving long weekend. It is. And Thanksgiving is all about gratitude, which is something that you and I try to practice regularly on the show, Shauna. It's about thanks, Beckler. It's about thanks. Yep. Is that different than no? I'm gratitude. Just, okay. I was just that was being super obvious. Five it's misinterpreted. Thanks, Scott. You're like the meaning what? of the holiday. <laughs> no, no, but no, you and no, your no. family used to do this exercise around the dinner table called mm-hmm. "What are you grateful for?" and we've brought it to the show. Yeah, what are you grateful for? You got one today, Shauna? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Okay. Uh, first of all, the weather. Oh man, it's been unbelievably mild yes. and amazing. Uh, so yes, I am very thankful for that. This has been a joy. Um, also, just because this is very top of mind, and I've been thinking about this lately, but um, I'm very grateful for the experiences that this job has afforded me. Like today, for example, we get to go watch the Arkells do an acoustic show at the Calgary Tower, and like 30 people are coming, and us. And I like I actually have felt guilty about the fact that I get to do that this morning for the last several days. I feel guilty. I'm like, I don't deserve to, to have this opportunity. Like... Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, and there's been a lot of moments like that with this job where you just, you sit back kind of sometimes and you're like, I can't believe that I get to do this for work, so. And hopefully your job comes with some perks too. It should, every job should have. Every job has perks, whatever it might be. Yeah. Like the flexibility to work from wherever or whatever. uh, Access to something cheaper. 100%. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And for for us, that's that's what it is. So yeah, what about you? That's very cool. Yeah, I got two as well. Um, The first one's just a small one, but... Uh, in our new place, like we wanted some art to put up on the walls. Yeah. And my youngest brother is a fairly accomplished painter. Mm-hmm. And he's got all this art at my parents' house that's like not being displayed in galleries right now and is currently for sale, but it's just sitting there. And yeah. he's like, take whatever you want. So, oh, we, that's awesome. So we picked like seven or eight pieces, I think. He gave us like 11,000 bucks worth of his art to hang Holy in our house hell. until it sells. So it's just awesome. I get to wake up every day and like look at. That is so And I'm a fan sweet. of his work, too, yeah. so it's very cool. We've been able to decorate our space. This stuff is amazing. With, uh, yeah, this art that we probably otherwise wouldn't be able to afford. So that, that was is awesome. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the second one is, is bigger, but I think it's something that relates to all of us. Uh, I was just thinking the other day when I went to pour a, a glass of water uh, in my kitchen, I was like, I'm so grateful that you can just do this. No kidding. Like, we have, I got the fridge thing with the filter, and then we have, like, a reverse osmosis system on the sink, and even just Calgary's tap water is excellent. I'm a tap water and, person. We've talked about this before. I don't even use filters, and tap water in Calgary is delightful. But there's some countries, like, where all water is yep. is hauled, right? It's all brought in... In uh, in containers and like, you know, you can even go on Google Street View and find some of these these in these cities. Like, where was I looking the other day? And like, you, you're you're going down the street on Street View, and everywhere you look are just these yellow water containers oh, because everybody God. has yeah. to haul their water because the drinking water isn't good. And, I was and like, haul it for miles and miles and walk. Yeah, it. yeah. and oh, like be so careful God. with how much water you're using. And I'm just like, I'm gonna have a nice hot shower. Yep. Then I'm gonna, you know, water my lawn. Then I should probably maybe be a little more responsible with the water that I am. But yeah, just to be able to like turn on the tap and have clean water that isn't gonna make you sick yep. is. Awesome. And hot 
water. Oh like, man! Imagine what you like if you wouldn't if you couldn't just go and warm up in like a hot bath or shower or something. Like oh man! Like you picked up someone from a thousand years We're ago so and dropped spoiled. them here and like go have a hot shower. Like that would blow their minds, yeah. wouldn't it? They'd be disgusted by us. <laughs> I think. B and S in twenty minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. I learned the etymology of the term chauffeur. Yesterday, and this one was inspired by the show Young Sheldon, which when I turned on the television, it was on and he was actually explaining what chauffeur meant or where it came from. So he did the etymology for you. Well, he's, he started it and then I had to dive deeper and really understand, okay. but he made a lot. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a good one. Let's look into this. So chauffeur, clearly it's French, mm. obviously yeah. goes without saying. Even I know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it comes from the French word chaff, which means to excite by prodding or to warm up or to excite by rubbing to create heat. Now, when you see chaff, it is the same as when we say chafe. Okay. When you're chafing because you're rubbing things together. So that's where that all comes from. It's yeah. from that same definition. Uh, but in other words, it's to stoke. That's kind of what the meaning of it was in the case of chauffeur. And the reason is, is because uh, the first cars were steam engines that literally needed to be stoked to keep them going. Interesting. Or shaved. I was going to guess even further back. Like, war, go, warm up the horses before we go somewhere. I don't know. You have to warm up horses before they pull a carriage? You got to rub the horses down? You, gotta, gotta go, you don't need to light a fire the under the horses to warm them up. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, but there you go. So, chauffeurs were stokers, essentially. Okay. Right? Because that's what you'd have to do. And originally, it was just gener- generically meaning people who drove horseless carriages or the, the first cars. But then it came to mean just the people who drove others mm. in that scenario and that kind of just happened over time as these words tend to but there you go and then the word chafe we still use today uh, so that part of it isn't lost but chafe and chauffeur come from the same source so man I'd like a chauffeur no I, I like lovely. I like driving I would I, I'd still prefer to drive myself I get yep. car sick too but well, like someone who can yeah. like hey, can you go start the car warm it up bring it around so you wanted a servant is what you want, not a, a chauffeur. A, jo- a car jockey <laughs> is what I want. And then you can just ride with me and I'll drive. Okay. You so can run Google Maps and play the music. You just need a drive. car start. What about a remote car start? Hold oh, on. Oh, yeah. There's this thing this that same, I've heard of. And it thing. starts the car for you. <laughs> and you don't need a person to do it. Oh, man. Nuts. You're smarter than you look, Shauna. <laughs> Jerk. Etymology with Shauna. BNS in 20 minutes or less. I had a moment of clarity the other day. Uh, we talked okay. recently about how all the kids these days, all the teenagers, are wearing oversized band shirts. Yep. It's what, a style. Yeah. One of the gyms I work out at is nothing but teenagers in big shirts of featuring bands that they definitely don't listen to. And I know it makes me sound like a crotchety old gatekeeper, mm. but I just, I, I can't square with that you got to know the band on your shirt yes it's like any shirt you wear that has anything on it quite frankly you should know what it is you know you you gotta understand it you're advertising it on your person and then like also lots of the young guys these days are wearing the one dangly earring the one dangly crucifix earring yeah and you just know that these are the kind of guys who had they been born a little bit earlier would be mocking people who wore the one dangly earring because when we grew up, only Elton John wore one dangly earring. 
Yeah, I'm sure there's lots that you wear that you would have mocked in the past, too. It's just how it goes, right? Like, we go through styles. I remember the first time I saw bell bottoms, and I was like, those are ridiculous. I'm never wearing them. And then I went through a face. And right. then you wore them. Yeah, it is kind of the way that things it's go. It's how it goes, yeah. But, you know, I was thinking about how that's such a bad style right now and how, like, nobody's really unique. They just look around and see what everyone else is doing and then wear that. But then you I was like... sound crotchety. Okay. I'm, then I thought about it, and I was like... Ben Beckler. I'm no different. It's just that rather than looking to like TikTok for, you know, how I should put myself together, mm. Costco decides for me. So it's just mm. whatever Costco sells, yeah. that's what people like me buy. So really we're not in the driver's seat either. Yeah, it's true. We're just doing what Costco puts out on the on the on the sales floor there. Costco is and your that's, fashionista, that's, they tell you. My style, if you can call it that, isn't my own. No. Nope. It's uh I noticed that at uh at the lake. This past summer, because all the all the parents have the same Costco wagon, the same beach chairs, the same water bottles, the same like we're just the same person from Costco live in different houses. That's that's it. You're you have dad style. You're displaying yeah. dad style and you're getting it from Costco. Big dad energy, as they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if Costco started selling like moo's and metal detectors, there would be a bunch of us out in like fl- flowery dresses looking for metal in the park like we think we we think we're unique we think we're special and we have our own style no we're not no you know tiktok decides for these kids and costco decides for me to be fair costco is becoming cool now it's it is it's like people are acknowledging and talking about oh i love costco like it is a cool thing to do is shop there and the kirkland brand is now a cool brand to actually wear the whole non-style is now a style and ironically you have Yes, and you have a Kirkland shirt, so but you're I, totally playing up to it. It's not ironic for me, though. Yeah, the but... The kids wear it ironically. It, I don't. No, <laughs> I mean, you still go to Costco, however, uh, I know a lot of people who love Costco, and they actually love, proudly wear the Kirkland shirts now. Yeah, that's, big fan. That's it's Big fan. I have the sweatpants, too. Costco should so, have a fashion, like a fashion full-out night. They should do Costco, Costco fashion. fashion night. Have it in the warehouse, you know, and all the dads show up, and they do walk... <laughs> <laughs> little walk down the runway. Yeah. Oh, the new Kirkland sweats. Yep. So hot right now. Oversized aisles. <laughs> they walk down with their carts. Oh, yeah. V and S in 20 minutes or less. A Calgary Scaredage Moment. Dorothy Jodry was a Calgary socialite who was arrested for attempted murder at the age of 59. Who she attempted to murder? Her estranged husband, Earl, a wealthy corporate executive whom she allegedly shot six times with a handgun. Before that, the Jodrys were viewed as the perfect high society couple. They started dating in high school during the early 1950s, and their relationship flourished, as did Earl's business success. By just 29 years of age, Earl had become the Canadian division manager for Ashland Oil, a Kentucky-based oil giant, and just two years later, he was named president and chief executive officer for the company. The Jodrys lived in an upscale Calgary neighborhood, threw lavish parties, and socialized with the most elite and prominent Calgarians. Although outwardly they appeared to be a perfect couple, things were very different behind closed doors. Dorothy later testified that their fights would occasionally turn violent. One time an argument ended when Earl slammed her against a wall and Dorothy threw a high heel at him. In 1978, things came to a head and the couple decided that something needed to change. So Earl resigned from his current position in Toronto and returned to Calgary for the sake of his marriage. Earl soon landed top-level jobs at both a home developer and a petroleum company, but his marriage was still suffering and eventually the couple separated. 
Dorothy received $1.9 million out of the settlement. In 1995, Earl went to Dorothy's condo to pick up some mementos and discuss their impending divorce. But when he turned to leave, he was shot six times in the back. Luckily, he survived, but Dorothy was charged with attempted murder. When it came to the trial, Dorothy's defense lawyer argued that the effects of alcoholism and abuse had caused Dorothy to act out in a dissociative state. This is a risky defense that rarely results in success, but after 21 hours of deliberation, the jury concluded that Dorothy was, in fact, not criminally responsible. As a result, she spent six months under psychiatric watch before she walked free. The outcome of this case is still controversial, with many feeling as though her wealth and high society status played a part in her short sentence. This is You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.